0: There's clever engineers. But no. Radio. Hey everybody, this is your friendly neighborhood host, NZ17, bringing you another episode of ASO Radio. Now, this is the very first episode we've ever recorded using the talk shoot. Service that's available at talkshoe.com. We're planning to go ahead and do most of our future episodes for the foreseeable future here on Talkshoe. So you might want to swing on by there and check it out if you want to join us live either with text chatting or actual voice chat, as we do have that as an option. Anyways, uh we got a bunch of stuff planned for you. Of course, we have the anime news as we usually do, but we're also going to do reviews of a bunch of shows in our classic shotgun review style. And we're going to do some fun stuff for the hotspot as well. Uh, For now, though, let's go ahead and transition over to the anime news. Now, I'm going to go ahead and see if we can go ahead and get Warp Shadow to join us on the show. I'm going to try to unmute him and see if we can hear him. Warp Shadow, are you coming in loud and clear now? Yes, I can hear hear you, Warp Shadow. Excellent.
1: Uh, Uh, I
0: actually need you to do me a favor. Take the reins for a minute. I need to go and whip up some news because the news I have is uh, about a month old, and I don't think that's too new anymore. So go ahead and talk about some stuff you've heard about recently as far as anime news goes, and I'll be right back.
1: Okay, uh, what I've heard about anime news, um, one, uh, let's see... uh, there was that uh, canceled uh, manga that was uh, Kodomo no Jikan. No uh, it's was the na- The English name was Nymphit, but uh, doesn't matter anymore because there's going to be no English of uh, either manga. I don't know if that's uh, what was uh, on NG's, uh stuff of news, but, uh, there's also a new Gundam series, Gundam Double O. But, uh, people are sort of scared about this, uh, new Gundam. Well, not scared, but, uh, pre-disappointed because, um, the, uh, character designer is, uh, Yoon Koga, which is famous for Loveless, the... <coughs> Uh, sort of uh, of, yaoi-type manga anime. But, in all reality, I don't see the problem, since she's only the character designer, and uh, not the plot designer. If uh, one knows... It can only make those boys more beautiful, I guess. I guess so. Well, she can also do good women, and and I was just thinking back to Code Geass. Have you heard of Code Geass, Enzi? No, no, I have not. Okay. But uh, it's sort of the same thing, but it was uh, animated. Uh, the character designs were by Clamp. But um, what I was going to say is, yes, there's, there can't, there was in, but the girls were also hot.
0: Well, that's always a plus, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yes. I think it's the uh, Sunrise's uh, new uh, concept uh, with uh, Gundam and Mecha, as far as I think Seed onward, is fan service for everyone.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to put it.
1: Well, it's better than fan service for
0: just one set of people. So I hear that you may be adding to the uh Naruto premiere.
1: Yes, uh Naruto is showing in um several theaters uh across the this great land of ours. Uh for one showing tomorrow Wednesday, tomorrow June seventh at seven PM.
0: Are they going to be taking a similar approach with its release as they did with the Full Metal Alchemist movie?
1: Uh, What approach did they take with that one?
0: Well, first it initially showed in a small handful of theaters. Then it expanded to a couple that had more than one showing, and then eventually they did their uh, full wide showing for about two weeks.
1: Uh, No, this was a bunch of theaters once. One showing. It's it's uh, sort of annoying because if if you hear uh, your friends talking about it, you've already
0: missed it. <laughs> and so uh, now you said that you will be seeing this tomorrow. In all prob,
1: in all likelihood, I should.
0: Uh, uh will we we'll uh, be seeing a review of this on ASA Radio's sister site, Anafanaticu?
1: Yes, I will uh, do that. Um, I will work on that uh, pretty soon. Um, Probably uh, next, uh, this update or next update,
0: depending on whether I update this week. Well, that sounds like a good thing to look forward to there, Warp Shadow. And uh, going in, what are your expectations of this film?
1: Expectations, I expect to see Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura fight a lot
0: yeah I hear in this uh final Naruto movie that they're going to actually kill off one of the main characters. A lot of uh fans are excited to see who the author chose for that
1: yeah seeing that it's yeah and like given the spoilers it's uh it's kind of obvious who they thought they wanted to kill off.
0: Oh wait, I think I confused Naruto and our dear friend Harry Potter. Oh, yes. <laughs> well then, Warp Shadow, how about I take the reins back from you and I door out this week's dosage of anime news.
1: Excellent, and I'll give, uh, hopefully, witty con- witty uh,
0: jabs and whatnot. All right, well, hope for the best then. First of all, I'd like to mention that our news is provided by Anime News Network at www.animenewsnetwork.com. If you need anime news, it's a great place to head. And don't forget to check out another friend of our Anime News service, but they focus more on Japan news. First up, Funimation is going to be offering anime on Xbox Live Marketplace, and I hear they're not the only one. Funimation public relations head Jeff Gronin reports that the anime distributor will be offering titles on Microsoft's Xbox Live Marketplace on June 12th. The initial offering on the virtual market will include Samurai 7, Trinity Blood, Gunslinger Girl, and Valsal The Marketplace requires the Xbox 360 game console and an Xbox Live account in the United States, and that's all before you actually pay. Funimation was the first major anime distributor on Apple's iTunes store back in February. Now, Warp, Show, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, these titles, Samurai 7, Trinity Blood, Gunslinger Girl, Basilisk, aren't these actually on television right now on certain stations? Um,
1: If they are, I'm not watching them. But um, I have seen Gunslinger Girl, and it's a pretty good show. Not... Totally, totally awesome, but a uh, def- definitely worthwhile show, maybe if you have an Xbox.
0: Yes, yes, I don't think I've actually reviewed Gunslinger Girl on Aso Radio yet, have I? Nope. Well, then you're in for a treat, because that's what's going to be happening on tonight's Aso Radio, along with a couple of reviews of uh, Samurai Champloo and uh, Kinos. during a couple of other things. Don't want to spoil too much yet, but uh, we have more news, because you see... Geneon will also be offering shows on Xbox Live. As Microsoft has announced that Gineon Entertainment will offer any titles on the Xbox Live Marketplace starting on June 12th, same date as Funimation. In addition, uh, the virtual market will exclusively offer the American HD debut of Akira. As I, we often say on the show, What is Akira? The other launch titles will be Gun X Sword, Last Exile, and Gakuzio, the Count of Monte Cristo and Lupin the third will be offering many of these same titles on BitTorrent via vuze or Vuz, I guess adV films was the first anime uh, distributor to announce offerings on Xbox Live Marketplace so sounds like there's quite a lot of video on demand for the anime fan these days
1: yeah uh, so one thing though it's it's not pronounced gun X sword, it's gun sword. The X is always silent. It's, uh, True, some something... sham variables. Yeah, it's not hun- like there's hunter, hunter, not hunter X hunter, um, holic, not XXX holic. Clamp has another tile which you just can't
0: pronounce the name. Well, when, when I see that XXX holic, I pronounce it as uh, holic. Because the triple X is supposed to be a variable of the different addictions that the people have in the series. And so instead of saying triple X, which gives people ideas, I just say, uh the sort of sound. And so that way they get the idea that you just fill in the addiction.
1: Good point. I've uh, read the manga, and no, it is not porn.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's really surprising that they don't have a character whose addition is pornography. I'm just saying. Next up, Studio Ghibli director Isao Takahata working on new film. Studio Ghibli uh, president Toshio Suzuki had announced on NTV's Getsu Yoru, Monday Night, late-night variety television special on June 4th that director Isao Takahata who also did Grave of the Fireflies and Only Yesterday, is working on a new film. Takahata's last directorial feature was 1999's My Neighbor the Yamadas, a comic strip-based film that Walt Disney Home Entertainment released in North America. Suzuki explained that Takahata takes a long time between films because there are few animators who can realize his ideas. Now, what I wanted to mention on this is you noticed that the publisher was listed at Walt Disney Home Entertainment now warp shadow can attest to this but the earlier Ghibli releases done by Disney were released under their Miramax label for fear of being associated with you know those Japanese animations
1: and the other way around uh, since if you can uh, if you uh, talk to anime fans long enough they will reflexively start to hate Disney especially for the Lion King.
0: Well, what's not to love? I mean, hate. <laughs> but uh let's uh let's move along to some news about an upcoming Bleach movie announcement, shall we? Excellent. The Japanese Bleach Movie website announced that Toho will open a second Bleach Movie nationwide in Japan in December of 2007. The first movie, Bleach Memories of Nobody, opened on December 16, 2006 and will come out on Japanese DVD on September 5, 2007. I'm sure it'll be coming out here very soon in North America. The first movie's DVD deluxe edition will come with 19 miniature posters, a deluxe booklet, and two extras with commentary and footage from the preview show event. Let's see here, uh, Warp Shadow. Is it possible for you to adjust your microphone so you sound a little bit louder? Maybe it's just my headset, but okay. you sound a little quiet. Yes,
1: uh, uh, I was a bit o- far away from, it. I, I didn't
0: want to over uh pop my peas. Uh, perfectly understandable. I just meant when you're talking, try to keep the mic at a close distance to your mouth without actually touching. Uh, any thoughts on this Bleach movie announcement? Well, it's,
1: uh, it's just like uh, your average uh, Shonen Jump uh, titles. They're going to run it into the ground. But the thing is, this is a movie, this is a uh, franchise primarily aimed at watching people fight with giant swords. And the thing is, movies... Well, it's definitely not
0: a series for romance. No. I just want Ichigo to put the moves on Ruki. Is that so much? I don't think that's so much to ask.
1: No, it's not. But you're going to be... you're going to be stepping on all kinds of fans if uh, if he does that. The ones that think he should go after Orihime, those scary fan girls that think he should go after Hitsugaya. The uh, either that I'm not sure about uh, the I fans. Uh, it's either Hitsugaya or uh, what's his what's her
0: brother, uh, his name? Uh, his name escapes me. Uh, Oh, that's okay. Personally, I think that in a lot of these shows, they purposely don't put anybody with anybody so that they can let fan speculation go and fuel the internet filled with all sorts of fic and whatnot to increase the popularity without them doing any work on pairing up people in a more permanent situation.
1: Indeed, and also romance would get in the way with, with
0: people fighting with giant swords. Which is always a a fun thing to watch, but it gets a little bit predictable after a while. As It seems most of these five shows are all the same. Uh, I just took down an incredibly powerful opponent by barely overcoming him after an initial defeat. Let's do that again with seemingly opponents that are slightly stronger than the last one every time. Next up, Tokyo Pop 2 Import Gothic and Lolita Bible. Tokyo Pop Editor-in-Chief Mike Kiley announced at Book Expo America on June 1st that Tokyo Pop will publish an English edition of Index Communications Gothic and Lolita Bible Fashion Book Magazine, or MOOC, which is a stupid term, so I won't be using that anymore. The bi-monthly square-bound periodical is a reference for this Victorian-influenced fashion movement. Artists from the Rose of Versailles, uh, Ryoko Ikeda, to Doll's, Mitsukazu Mihara, have drawn its covers. Tokyopop plans to debut its version in a hybrid format in early 2008. What do you think of this whole Lolita fashion trend? Um. Workshadow?
1: It should be noted that it is gothic lolita as opposed to just regular Lolli'es because uh, you can still be a gothic lolly and be over 18.
0: Well, that's uh, probably good from a legal standpoint. <laughs> yes.
1: And, All yes. right.
0: Well, Warp Shadow was mentioning this next bit earlier, so let's dive into a little detail about this upcoming Macross production. I believe this is what you mentioned. Yes, Warp Shadow? No, it was the Gundam production. But Gundam, no, I'm sorry. I always get the two mixed up inadvertently. Well, you see, original Macross co-creator Shoji Kawamori's production roles have been confirmed for the 25th anniversary Macross television, tentatively titled Macross 25. He will be the story creator, executive director, story supervisor, and mechanical designer. The actual director and other script writers have not been announced. State Light including Noen and Macross Zero, will animate for the sponsor Big West and the Macross 25 Project Committee. Kawamori serves as managing director on State Light's board. The female lead will be announced during an August 18th debut concert. Now, that may actually be sate Light. Not too sure. Just a little note there for those interested. Um, and I think this could be good, but I do have to say the uh, anime production company not not choosing the code names for their animation committees. It's always like, you know, Goddess uh, Helpline Committee or Macross 25 Project Committee. It's really easy to guess what they're working on just by the committee names.
1: Yes, uh, not not too much surprise there. It's, uh, well, we'll think about it. If if people uh, like the Ichigo Committee... Mm-hmm. It could be, like, Bleach, or Ichigo Marshmallow, or and it's like, and you could get people watching the wrong show. It's
0: like, who put
1: these lollies in my giant sword
0: fighting show? <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, did you see a lot of Bleach cosplayers when you were at SakuraCon?
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, in fact, I, I was able to take a big... I think you uh, saw the picture of three people playing H Go. Oh I
0: did, I did. Who yes. would you say is the second most popular bleach character that was cosplayed? Um, uh,
1: Mr. Hattenclaws. Um the Urs uh, Dang it. I I just remember the other guy's Biakia, but now I forgot the the mysterious teacher type guy.
0: (laughs) Well, that's okay, because we have three more pieces of news that we should get to. Uh, First of all, Highlander anime. Have you heard about this? I've sort of. Well, I've actually been offered a chance to interview Kevin Eastman, who was the uh, director for this, as well of course, famed co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, But let's tell you a bit about what the different cuts are going to be. You see, Ain't It Cool News has... Uh, interviews about Highlander: The Search for Vengeance, in which they talk to Galen Walker, who reveals that the version being released in America today is shorter for pacing and timing than the version that director Yoshiaki Kawajira, who did Ninja Scroll and Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust. It's shorter than the version he actually created. According to Walker, the Japanese cut is longer, with about seven or eight additional scenes, but without an opening exposition text sequence. Walker also says that Kawajiri didn't like the American cut, but the director's cut will be available later this year, presumably on DVD. So I find it an interesting thing, this East meets West combination to make this new Highlander animation
1: hmm and I was just thinking, director cuts are always good because the director is the guy that knows what he wants with
0: the movie, and
1: even if it's a bit long,
0: it should. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till it all comes out on DVD to decide which is the better version. Mm -hmm. Next, Marvelous Entertainment to make more Gunslinger Girl. A presentation for Marvelous Entertainment's 2006-2007 financial report reveals that a sequel is in the works for its hit animated television series, Gunslinger Girl, which is about cybernetically enhanced girl assassins. The first 13 episodes were produced at a cost of 13 million yen, approximately 110,000 U.S. dollars, each from 2003 to 2004. Yu Ida is still publishing the original manga in MediaWorks, Comic Dengenki, Dio Magazine, with 46 installments thus far. And last, Imagine Asian TV posts TMS Classics broadcast schedule. Imagine Asia TV, a North American television station, has posted its weekday TMS Presents anime classic schedule. The Nobody's Boy Raimi Ch- uh, Children's Hill, began airing today at 9 a.m. Pacific time, with repeats the following day at 4:30 a.m. The Cat's Eye Thieves Caper premieres June 7th at 9:30 a.m. With 5:30 a.m. repeats the following day, the Super Dimension Century Orgus Science Fantasy begins June 11th at 8:30 a.m. with 5 a.m. repeats the following day. You ever see Super Dimensional Century Orgus Warp Shadow? I saw
1: like the uh, six episode OAV uh, sequel to that. Uh, it is it was pretty cool, it's, uh, but I haven't seen the
0: original. Yeah, so it was one of the very first anime I actually saw, and it was on VHS at the time I saw it, so that uh, gives it a bit of a date for anybody that's wondering how long ago that was. Um, And all in all, it started off slow, but the more you watch uh, Orgus, the more that you appreciate Orgus. Well, anyways, that does it for our anime news for this episode. Warp Shadow, what should we do next, like we usually do?
1: I think we should... Have a nice,
0: nice cup of coffee. Nice cup of coffee while we transition to the anime review. All right, well, we have some stuff that we need to take care of. As a matter of fact... We have a ton of stuff to take care of, so let's go ahead and wrap up something that we had started uh, actually on episode, oh man, it's going way back. I decided to go and wrap up a couple of series that we started reviewing a long time ago but hadn't got to, and the latest series we're going to wrap up is actually Samurai Champloo. Now, if I remember right, on episode 115 we reviewed volumes five and six of Samurai Champloo. So this episode we're going to review volume seven, the final episode in Samurai Champloo, and we're going to be reviewing Boys B volumes three and four. First up, Samurai Champloo volume seven. Let me go and give you the back of the box description. In the moving series finale, Mugen, Jean, and Fu close in on Ikisuki Island. Although the journey's been long and difficult, there is strong bonding between them. In the final stretch of their adventures, Sarah had died, and the government sends their ultimate assassin to hunt them down. Meanwhile, three brothers who have a serious beef with Mugen take Fu hostage. When she's freed, Fu finally gets to see the infamous Sunflower Samurai. All the struggle, strife, and back kicking leads up to the most dangerous moment yet in their journey. Now, all in all, this volume is leaps and bounds better than the previous volume, Volume 6, which featured episodes 21 through 23. In that particular volume... It was mainly a bunch of filler fantasy sort of episodes, which were meant to take up time so they they could get the full 26-episode run. This, however, goes and it brings all the story elements back together. We finally go and see all these loose ends coming. And, unfortunately, there are men who are determined to kill Gene and Mugen, and maybe even Fu. Now, of course, this being the last volume, I can't tell you too much because that would just be spoilerific. But let me uh, be the first to say that... While it brings everything together, I feel that it falls apart in the end. Uh, what could have been a tragedy kind of does, shall we say, a cheat and ends up being a, hey, let's leave it open for sequels and spin offs if it's popular enough. Because unlike Cowboy Bebop, where all the characters more or less ended with a bad fate, or at least most of them, uh, in this, I think they said, well, Bebop is so popular, let's leave it open, and that way we can make a bunch more money if people want sequels. So, all in all, it's okay, but I feel that the ending weakened this as a whole, and I'm going to give it a neutral. Now, uh, Warp Shadow, you've reviewed this series, haven't you?
1: No, I haven't. I've only seen the first uh, volume, but I plan to see it uh, eventually.
0: I'm not so sure now that you've
1: given it a neutral.
0: Well, that's why I do these reviews, to let people know what my opinion is and hopefully save them some time and suffering. <laughs> All right, well, next, let's go ahead and talk about Boys B, Volume 3. And uh, for these, I'm just going to give box of the back-of-the-box descriptions because it's just been so long. The third one was subtitled Autumn. Autumn has arrived, and its bitter winds are echoed in the void of Kiyoichi's Shattered heart. As he struggles with his sadness, a new girl takes the stage, Shoko Sayami, a hot-tempered redhead who dreams of being a lead singer for the indie rock band Sail. As Koichi reaches for comfort, she reaches for support. What will happen when they discover they're both searching for the same thing? Meanwhile, Makoto has already discovered the secret to finding true happiness. Dr. Kirara meets uh, Mitsuboshi's love diagnostic software. This miracle program will sort through all of his carefully collected data on girls and pick his perfect match. But when the result is Erika Kawai, a girl that's pretty far out of his league, Makoto refuses to give up. After all, the only thing he really needs is a few pointers on how to court her, and the one who's going to help him out is Yumi... Warp Shadow, have you seen this series?
1: Oh, yes. I've seen it.
0: Well, um, all in all, I thought this series, the first volume, started off pretty well. I read some of the manga, got disappointed after reading so far into the manga, because it just got very predictable and boring. Um, Now, Boys B, Volume 3, is more or less forgettable. However, it does have redemption in the episode with uh, Yumi Makoto and Erica in that uh, it's actually a bit charming, but uh, the story is a real take off of My Fair Lady. Uh, are you familiar with that one? No, I haven't.
1: So that's well, My Fair I...
0: Lady is a classic American movie, uh, which essentially is uh, this dashing young man wants to go and court this uh, rich, fancy lady. Uh, but he is not well-mannered or, shall we say, has high class, and so he takes on a tutor of sorts to teach him to be a gentleman. But the truth is is that this tutor actually has a crush for him and is in love with him, and eventually he ends up with her. So the last episode on this volume is a bit of a takeoff of that. But regardless of its derivative nature, I did enjoy Boys B Volume 3, and I'm going to give this one a recommended. it. By the way, since I'm doing these shotgun style, I should be doing my shotgun sound effects. So, from this to the next. Thank you, Warp Shadow. Uh, Next up, Poise B, Volume 4, Winter. It's Christmas Eve, but Yoshihiko isn't spending it with his family. He's being dragged all over town by a sexy supermodel in a Santa suit. Uh, Juuna Morio is one of the biggest pop idols in japan but when she runs into yoshihiko literally runs into him she wicks him off on a whirlwind tour of all the hottest dating spots in town has yoshihiko accidentally struck gold with this pop star princess or is something going on that he doesn't know about then it's almost time for the new year's bash the countdown to the turn of the millennium is fast approaching and everyone is busy making plans but what about Koyichi and chiharu When the clock strikes 12, will the new year find them together or apart? Now, this volume I kind of liked, but... It kind of meandered off the path and then came back and then it tried to wrap up everything. And the first episode with the Santa suit girl was pulled directly out of the manga. And since I had already read that, it was rather boring to go and witness again, but this time in animated form. Uh, Boy's B started off with promise, but in the end, just like the rest of the series uh, on the whole, I'm going to have to give volume four a neutral. Now, let's see here. We have a couple more things that I could review this episode. Don't want to use up everything we've got. Um, I think that I will save Kino's Journey, Blood, Super Gals, Crusher Joe, and Inuyasha, the movie 4 for another time. But since I promised Warp Shadow I would, let's go ahead and review Gunslinger Girl. Warp Shadow, please transition me with the shotgun of victory. (sighs) Thank you. Uh, So, for our last review of this episode, we're going to be doing Gunslinger Girl, Volume 1, which contains episodes 1 through 5. Now, first, don't let the title fool you. Gunslinger Girl is not an action-packed hot babes in tight suit jumping around blowing up stuff and doing crazy acrobatics all while escaping barely scaped. This show is actually a slow-paced, more introspective look on a secret Italian agency which goes and takes young girls outfits them with android parts, either uh, completely or partially, and uses them as highly trained assassins to carry out secretive missions. Uh, This is a very slow-moving series, uh, very introverted and uh, self-paced, But if you give it a while, get into maybe the third episode or so, you start to get into the rhythm of things and find it enjoyable, or at least I did. This is definitely not a show for younger viewers because of its slow place and its tendency towards violence, but it is a good show to watch nonetheless. And I'm going to give Gunslinger Girl episodes 1 through 5 a recommended Warp Shadow you reviewed this for the site and in Fanaticu. Would you go and give me your difference on opinion on this, or tell me where you lay the same as mine does?
1: Well, I'd say it's, uh, I gave it a, uh, uh, A
0: little bit louder flash. if you said We're having a oh. hard time
1: hearing. Okay, I gave it a uh, good slash very good, which is uh, sort of around your recommended. Uh, yes, it is very close, uh... Not close, uh, slow-paced, um... But it's, the violence is less about action and more about how utterly creepy these, uh, little girls are because they're, uh, well, you didn't tell them about, um, how they have, like, their older, uh, their mentor, uh, big
0: brother. That's true. I did forget to mention the whole mentor aspect and how the different mentors take different approaches to how they handle their girls. Uh, if you would, please uh, fill in that gap for me.
1: Okay. Um. See, the thing is, these girls were um, sort of uh, uh, taken in because they have no place to go and uh, reprogrammed to be assassins. However, they they have men- They're mentally conditioned to be. Um, to be paired with uh serve sort of an old, slightly older man um, who they really are loyal to. I mean very, very
0: scarily loyal to. Yes, essentially they act as their surrogate fathers in some instances. In other places they act more like an employer would.
1: Yes, uh, there's uh, five um, five girls uh, in the main uh, in the main show, um, but then the thing is they each have each one of them has um, their different uh, mentor, and of course each one acts differently. Uh, but these are they're very cute girls, but they're very cold at the same time, which is a very nice um, contrast.
0: Yeah, it's unlike the usual show where the girls would be screaming in terror or having strong conflicts because of their jobs. These ones take it as a stone cold matter of fact of their existence and life and how it wouldn't be possible for them to live without their service.
1: Indeed, it's it's uh, yes, uh, like you've said before, it's more introspective. It's um, there are little girls, but they they're not really played up sexually,
0: which is good. Which Yes, I was worried that the show would go in that direction, especially how it starts off with the uh, one girl who uh, lost her family rather tragically, having a bit of a crush on her mentor. I was worried it would go off into this uh, angle, but thankfully it stayed in, shall we say, a reasonable comfort zone. Yes. Uh, It it didn't play up uh, grown men with young girls. It's actually uh, like a little girl really looks up. To a big brother or a father figure. Mm hmm. Well, yes. I think uh, it's time to go and move on over, uh, if you will, Warp Shadow. It is time for us to transition to the fan mail segment of the show.
1: Yay, fan ah. mail! <laughs>
0: Now, of course, the, the fan mail is one of my favorite sections of the show, and we actually do have some fan mail that we haven't uh, read yet on the show. Let's see here. Do-de-do-de-do. We've got some stuff. Let me make sure this is in order. Okay, then. Uh, first of all, I know many of you were expecting us to be interviewing Vic Mignoglia, I I know that sounds very weird, but it's an Italian name, and that's as close as I can get to pronouncing it. Uh, And he was scheduled to be interviewed for Episode 118, which was supposed to happen at the end of May. Unfortunately, though, uh, because of different things coming up on my end, uh, we weren't able to go and take care of the interview, which would have been on May, uh, June 1st, and then uh, played on the following episode. So we're going to try and... Uh, first, see if we can schedule a time later this month to interview him, uh, do a one-on-one interview, get him familiar with the show and everything, and then hopefully do a follow-up interview later on where we will have him on shoe where all of our wonderful listeners will be able to chime in with their own questions for Vic. So uh, be sure to look forward to that. Next up, uh, we have a shout-out from DB3. Uh, Long-time listeners may remember that DB3 is actually uh, one of the co-hosts from the show. Uh, Helped me do quite a few episodes from uh, between 50 and 100. He writes, Hey, NZ and fellow listeners, I just wanted to give a shout-out to all of you great listeners. You are all wonderful. Okay, the other day a friend introduced me to TV links. For those who don't know, this is a great way to watch TV shows on the Internet. I find that I enjoy watching the anime found on it, especially since I am a poor, married college student. Always a great combination for being penniless, I say. Have you ever used this sort of site, Enzi? I know it has low quality, and there's some question about legality, but what do you think? Here's the site I used. It's www.tvlinks.co.uk. Keep up the great work, Enzi. Well, first of all, DB3, I think you're a terrible, immoralistic piece of crap to use such a service. But on the other hand, it's a great way to learn about new shows. And I myself haven't used it, um, but Warp Show, have you ever seen this site?
1: No, this is the first I've heard of it.
0: Um, I have watched stuff
1: on YouTube. though. So.
0: Well, as far as I'm able to tell, what this site does is it actually goes and instead of hosting the uh, anime itself what it does is that it finds places that it's hosted from the looks of things mainly on youtube and then it goes and points to it using a frame so that people can go and watch it and so uh, it's kind of a way of avoiding getting in trouble while at the same time letting people watch anime for example, here I'm seeing that uh, they link to a site which hosts Love, Hina, again. Uh, so kind of interesting, uh, as DV3 pointed out, a bit of dubious illegality, uh, but they try to sneak around that by not hosting the material themselves, but rather pointing you to locations where you can watch the material. Uh, interesting. Myself, though, instead of walking that fine gray line, uh, that involves licensed and dubbed anime released in North America, I walk the fine gray line, which is fan subs. Because while technically fan subs are not illegal um, if you watch them in an area that hasn't licensed the show in question, uh, I am also sure that the companies that produce those anime would much rather have you pay out lots of money typically $30 uh or so per uh DVD to go and watch the Japanese version of the show without any subtitles. Uh Warp Shadow, what do you think about all this?
1: Well, I do watch uh several fan subs it's, uh and as for uh, legality and morality, I think it depends on what show. There you can look at some shows that are not currently uh licensed and and see Oh my, they're just waiting to license that right now. Especially some of the more darker uh action type shows which get snapped up quickly. And then there's like shows that that will never get licensed
0: ever. Especially the uh particularly shoujo among those shows.
1: Yes, um and uh, stuff like um like Rosa Versailles, which okay, you haven't No one's licensed this in 27 years. I'm not expecting uh, on to pick it up next week.
0: Yes, yes. You know, um, there is another show which I'm actually wanting to see quite a lot, and that's a show that you reviewed on Anafanatic2 a while ago. And I mentioned this show because you had reviewed it Uh, even though it is not available in North America and probably never will be. Do you know the one that I'm talking about?
1: Uh, Future Boy Conan?
0: No, no, the uh, show that I'm actually uh, talking about, and I'm pulling that up right now, Uh, And by the way, if you listeners are interested in checking out uh, Warp Shadow's wonderfully comprehensive list of reviews that he's done of hundreds, and I mean literally hundreds of anime, and that isn't even counting the individual episodes, I'm talking hundreds of series, check it out at www.nz17.com slash anyfanaticoo. A really great resource if you want to find out what's worth watching and what's not. Now, the show that I was talking about, Warp Shadow, is Like the Clouds, Like the Wind, which was actually worked on by some people who have done work for Studio Ghibli, and thus gives it a similar look and feel. And uh, this show, after reading what you wrote, uh, reading some information on Wikipedia, I would really love to see the show, but like you said, it just terribly unfairly is not available as a licensed show in North America, nor is it very easy to find in fansub form either.
1: Oh yes, um yeah, it's kinda of hard to find but um it's worth watching uh, if you can find it. Uh how were
0: you able to attain the show?
1: There's this um uh, if you uh, if you uh type in the site anime at uh, Suki um S U K I you can get a um sort of the fans uh, the BitTorrent equivalent to T V links which is what I watch for fan subs.
0: Uh, In the past, I've used Tokyo Show, which has been a pretty good source of these things, but uh, I don't think is very comprehensive. But I've seen some good stuff through them. Uh, If you would go ahead and use the text text chat option on uh, TalkShoe, go ahead and type in that URL in case any of our listeners, or myself, which I am, uh, are interested in going and checking that out at a later point. Uh, And before we wrap up the fan mail, I would like to go ahead and read one more message from DB3. He sent this a few weeks after the uh, one that I just mentioned, and that "Hey nz heyNZ17. This was actually a personal email from him to me, but I'm just going to read the part of it that I thought was good for the show. He writes, so I was catching up on some of the older episodes of ASA Radio that I haven't had the chance to listen to earlier when I started to think about the old gang. And that brought up the question of T-Man's music video that he had done for the school anime club. I was wondering if you still had it. I was just thinking that it would be pretty cool to post in the website somewhere. And I think that that is a brilliant suggestion, DB3. Uh, I will do my best to see if I still have that uh, little anime music video. Uh, It was very cool. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but to describe it real quick for you all. Essentially, it was took some music from uh, Castlevania, particularly the Symphony of the Night Castlevania game, and put it to some cool cuts from various anime, all put together in a little video, which made a wonderful AMV, or anime music video. If I am able to locate that, I will try to go and put that on the website this month. Uh, well, I think that that is going... Uh, do you have anything you wanted to add there, Shadow, before we get into the hotspot? Uh, I just remember, yes, that was a very cool uh, music
1: video, and I've watched it over and over, but I've changed computers since then, so I don't have it.
0: Uh, did, you, uh, did you get that because I sent that to you, or was that on a CD release of the ASO episodes?
1: No, I think you either sent it to me, or uh, it was downloadable on
0: the site at a time. Uh, all right, well, I will be sure to take a look at that and see what I can manage. Uh, and for now, though, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the last segment of our show, the hot spot. Now, um, because I'm doing this live on TalkShoe, and we have a couple of people in our TalkShoe listening audience, go ahead and use your text chat to go and give your opinion if if I should review Two games for the Nintendo DS, or if I should read the Full Metal Alchemist novel, The Value, Valley of the White Petals, which is the third entry in that series. If you would like me to review the Full Metal Alchemist book, type Full Metal or FA, and if you would like me to review the Nintendo games, type Nintendo or DS. And whichever has the most votes, by the end of the – we'll go ahead and give you one minute to decide whether you want me to review the Full Metal Alchemist book or the DS game. And whichever has the most votes, by then, uh, we will go ahead and do that one. All right. And uh, in the meanwhile – uh, we 've got some exciting changes planned for the ASO radio website we 're going to be trying to make it more simplified and more professional looking going to take it to from its yellow and purple and black and white and blue color scheme to a simplified black white and red color scheme uh, take out uh, the uncommonly used links and hide them away on a couple of uh, pages such as a features page and then we will go and uh, integrate Talk shoe into there so people can more easily find our listing on Talk Shoe and listen to our show live. And we'll be updating the ASA Radio podcast to point to the Talk Shoe listing of episodes so that people can easily download those without having to change any of the settings in iTunes. All right, looking at things, it looks like uh, we have two responses. One was just don't read, and the other is FA for Full Metal Alchemist. So I'm going to go ahead and review the Full Metal Alchemist book here, and then we will go ahead and wrap up the show. So the book I'm going to be reviewing is Full Metal Alchemist, The Valley of White Petals, and this was written by Inoue Makoto. Now, uh, and translated by the way by Alexander Smith. Now, this um, don't uh, be too confused. While this is a Full Metal Alchemist uh, product, and while it was uh, approved by the Full Metal Alchemist author, this was not in fact written by her. As I mentioned a moment ago, this was written by Inoue Makoto. And you can definitely tell because the style, while all the characters are mainly in character and all of the events are uh, take place in locations in the series, uh, it doesn't feel exactly the same. And this comes across throughout the whole book. Uh, most of the Valley of White Petals is set up and they don't get to the real meat of it until maybe the last 20% of the book when the real action and everything gets started. Uh, The plot is that Edward Elric and his brother, both alchemists and uh, Edward, works for the state as a state alchemist, which earns him title, rank, and, uh, shall we say, influence. They have been sent out to a remote desert town, which is supposed to be a bit of a nirvana. Uh, But nobody knows where it is, and Colonel Mustang is too busy himself trying to work up the ranks to go out there, and so he sends the full metal alchemist and his brother Alphonse out there to go and investigate this town. Upon arrival, they discover that bandits are trying to enter the town because it is a luxurious oasis in the middle of the desert, hidden deep underground inside of a chasm where a river runs through it and there are gems to be found in the river and plenty of food and beer and everything uh, to enjoy. But over time, the, uh, the brothers Elric discovered that there is a dark side to this town, which is ran by the rules of alchemy, where everything is ran by the law of equivalent exchange. The more you work, the more you get. But they find that just because things are equivalent doesn't mean that they're really as fair as they would like. And they discover something unseemly going down uh, among the town's elite. All in all, this was an okay book. But I found myself, unlike the uh, manga of Full Metal Alchemist, this book uh, made me feel bored on more than one occasion, and I'd start reading just because I was tired of uh, just the content and its slow pace. I don't know if this is a result of the translation or not, but I feel that it is in uh, no small part actually due to the original material. So all in all, while this was somewhat enjoyable and definitely better to read than the first two books which were just extensions of one-shot episodes of the full metal alchemist series which were just comedic interludes about ghosts and whatnot this third book is not quite enough to get a recommended so i'm going to give the valley of white petals in the full metal alchemist series a neutral warp shadow did you have anything you wanted to add about that
1: uh, not much I can add about it, just since I haven't read the book, and, uh, just one question.
0: Well, you're a little quiet and really a little broken up, up but I'll, I'll be glad to answer your question. Are you still with okay, the Warp
1: Show? But, uh, between this, book, yeah, yes, I am. Um, between this book and the cover, what do you think is better?
0: Between this book and the what? Are you still there? Uh, go ahead and uh, type it in. Your audio is uh, quite broken up, and it's difficult to hear you. Um, but I think what you were asking, what I thought of this in comparison to the other Full Metal Alchemist materials. Um, as far as the manga goes, not nearly as good as the manga. As far as the anime series goes, uh, a little bit of a notch below, but not too far below the anime series. Um, all in all, though, um, like I said, neutral at best. Oh, oh, the Conqueror Shambhala movie. Yes, the, the thing which seems as though it was just made from a fanfic. For those who don't know, Full Metal Alchemist was a 51-episode series, and then they made a movie with the remaining budget and the money made from the TV series called The Conqueror of Shambhala, which was very fanfic-like in its nature, just some ridiculous stuff outside of what was in the anime and way outside of what was in the manga. Uh, Comparing The Valley of the White Petals to The Conqueror of Shambhala, this book uh, compares favorably to The Conqueror of Shambhala, uh, whereas... Uh, it stays more within the Full Metal Alchemist canon, is more believable, and who doesn't love to see Alphonse blushing with the budding romance of a first-time girlfriend? So, yes, there are enjoyable points to this, and it is better than Conqueror of Shambhal, and that's why I give this one a neutral. Well, I would like to thank everybody who listened to our live show. Uh, it was really great having you all here. And I want to give a big shout-out, of course, to our iTunes subscribers and those who download our show from our website, because it is really great that you do that as well. We are just glad to have all of you listeners with us here on ASO Radio. Um, And so we're going to wrap up this volume of ASO Radio, give you a little taste of what will be coming on Episode 117 of ASO Radio. We will be reviewing Yoshi's Island DS for the Nintendo DS and Monster Bomber, also for the Nintendo DS. And we will be reviewing Inuyasha the Movie Four, Crusher Joe the Ice Prison, and Super Gals episodes fifteen through eighteen. Um, Warp Shadow, would you like to say anything before we go?
1: Nothing. It
0: was really cool that. that uh, All right. I well. Come back. Um, sorry, Warp Shadow, no, but you're no, a little broken no. up. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up then. For this episode of ASO Radio, this is NZ-17 signing out. ASO Radio is copyright of NZ-17 Productions. ASO Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial-like license. Additional license is available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.